0: Institute for Faith and Freedom at Grove City College presents Liberty Mail with the student fellows of Faith and Freedom.
1: Welcome back to Liberty Mail. This is Aaron Jenks.
0: And Libby Krieger.
1: And we are here in the underground studio at Grove City College working with the Institute for Faith and Freedom. Uh, We are so excited to be back. We just had a, a long couple weeks of the... Uh, Faith and freedom uh, conference, Thanks. and it was a wonderful time. We had a ton of great listeners, kind of great viewers.
0: Hope everyone had a nice Easter as well
1: mm-hmm. uh and I know we're kind of uh excited to get back to going. Uh, we had a nice break and mm-hmm. now we're lots having of right stuff back in the news it. too Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, so, so it's hard
0: to pick three wins this week
1: but the three wins I think we have are some of the best wins we 've had throughout the semester, and oh, yeah, the, definitely. uh really motivating to see the cultural wins for conservatism mm-hmm. and to start it off, we have the <laughs> I'm sure you've all heard about it is <laughs> that the federal jo- judge in Florida struck down a national mass mandate on airplanes and any uh, national or mass transit. And so we see this take into effect that even straight away when the judge made this ruling that uh, Dallas and H- Houston went in immediate fa- TSA took mm-hmm. away the mass mandates and then several other uh, large airports across the country took away the uh, mask mandate and then you saw flooding through Mm. social media of posts of people without masks on airplanes walking through the airports and kind of saying uh this is freedom
0: Mm -hmm. i know immediately i saw on twitter just a like you said a flood Mm. of posts about this videos of people just ripping off their masks and being so excited um and really just like a a group um camaraderie almost on these planes where they're like oh we don't have to wear masks Mm -hmm. anymore and like of course there are still some people who are going to and if you want to do it that's that's your decision. Um, But what I think is interesting is this is, so U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball-Mazell in Tampa, and she is a appointee of President Trump. And so I think it goes to show how important, even if you don't like the president, but um, whatever side they fall on and who they appoint as judges really does have an implication for our political system, even something that's not as high as the Supreme Court. But these decisions Mm -hmm. do matter who they appoint for these positions are really important and have a lot of implications.
1: Yeah, they really do. And like you said, we're seeing that now from uh, already two years into Mm -hmm. President Biden's administration, but Trump's effects are still with us. And we had, I want to go back to that mid-flight over uh, a couple flights flights, this one airline, uh, Delta Airlines, said that crowds were applauding and cheering when they got woken up with the announcements that they didn't need to wear their uh, mask anymore. Yeah it is a return to normalcy i think and it's another great step towards okay we're not going to be dealing with covid restrictions mm-hmm. anymore uh we're, we we kind of are done with these draconian laws that we kind of don't like we yeah. don't and they're overpressing into our lives
0: yeah well what is kind of funny like you said a small step i saw a babylon bee post about <laughs> this and you know those are satire but there's often been a lot of truth at the root of it um it was saying Five-year-olds have class on airplanes now, so they don't have to wear masks. And and so obviously it's a joke, but just goes to show this is only a small step and we still have other areas in which we need to undo this mask mandate, um, like in in some schools maybe that still have those kind of rules. Um, Yeah. And I'm sure flight attendants are really excited about this as well. Mm -hmm. That's a huge win for them. Just, you know, this is their, their daily life and not having to be restricted for years now. I think is a huge win. Mm-hmm. As the well. Association
1: of Flight Attendants, um, it's the nation's largest union for flight attendants, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a neutral position on this mask ruling throughout the past couple of years. But <laughs> they even put out a statement saying that they're happy that uh, some of their members are can exercise their freedoms or, or yeah. exercise what they want to do right now. And it just goes to show that, okay, we can't have... Uh, these draconian laws kind of enforcing mm-hmm. on and uh, taking over our uh, rights
0: mm-hmm. yeah what's interesting is like well the question comes did the government ever really have the power to do this in the first place mm. um obviously that's a little more of a complicated question i think there was a lot of confusion at first with covid um but this is this was such a huge like like you said draconian measure put in place for the whole country for years mm-hmm. and after a point where it wasn't really justified by the science um and that was what was pushing the the these policy decisions the whole time but really there wasn't a ton of science to back it up so
1: yeah and there was a limited uh sense that okay these would not this remedy of a masking would not stay for a while that mm-hmm. it was uh, only a partial yeah two uh, weeks to slow the spread the was,
0: was the line at first and obviously it's mm-hmm. been much longer than two weeks
1: absolutely and i know it's interesting to see that okay now we have the cdc Saying that okay, we want the uh, Justice Department to appeal this and kind of uh, re- flip it, mm-hmm. and then you even have the White House coming out and saying that they don't want this court ruling to go into effect and that it should go and it should be reversed
0: mm-hmm. yeah, they said it's um a disappointing decision, according to Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary. But apparently the Justice Department and CDC declined to comment, at least in the article that we are going off of ABC News. Um, so maybe there's been something since. But as of now, they have declined to comment whether maybe they challenge this or appeal the decision. Um, I don't know what happens from there. But yeah, this is, a, this is a huge win for just returning to a little bit of normalcy. Um, anything else you have to say on that?
1: No, it just it goes with the... The other kind of uh, wave of, okay, you know, we have restaurants that are opening up. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get uh, vaccine passports or, or maskings and all these other areas of life. So it's, again, one small step towards normalcy. Yeah, exactly. Very
0: exciting. S- and so
1: we move on to the next second win. And the second win is still out of Florida. <laughs> the great, <laughs> great, uh, great state, state of, of Florida. Free,
0: free state of Florida.
1: And this one comes with uh, Governor DeSantis threatens to repeal Disney's self-governing power. And so he, uh, on Wednesday, he approved a bill that dissolves special self-governing status given to Disney. And this status has been given to Disney for over 50 years now. Uh, and it, after, this comes after the company publicly uh, feuded with Republicans over the controversial uh, parental bill.
0: Parental rights and education, a.k.a. they don't say gay bill.
1: Correct. And so the Republicans uh, controlled the chamber and passed the bill by a margin of 23 to 16. And they're really going after Disney for this whole kind of uh, slew of, okay, we have uh, they, the one uh, worker we quoted last week. They have pro-gay uh, mm-hmm. advocacy. The and
0: not-so-secret gay agenda quote.
1: There we yeah. go. Yeah. And so now we have Ron DeSantis and the Florida government kind of going right at that. And this is a kind of I see as a cultural uh, shift mm-hmm. in how people either view their, uh, especially media, yeah. and how they're viewing, okay, what. Does this media company have a say in how I'm influenced or how my children are going to yeah. be influenced
0: well in private companies and how they operate within um, the realm of the, the political sphere too, and you're seeing conservatives actually taking and using their political power that they have exercising it to um, implement important policy decisions or a cultural um, shift that they're they're working towards uh, here's a quote against the the move by DeSantis and it's by state representative. Dottie Joseph, a Democrat in the Miami area, Um, the quote is punishing a company for daring to speak against a governor's radical right political agenda is precisely the kinds of thing that we see in countries like Russia and China. So you're seeing the left equate this to an authoritarian measure. Um, But uh, it's interesting because whatever happened in um, Georgia and like Coca-Cola and with all the voting rights, I think that's kind of an interesting parallel Mm. to see how the left... Totally uses those um, uses their political power with the private companies and all of that to make a statement on their agenda but then when conservatives do it it 's authoritarian and it 's um, you know, it's tyrannical you and know, all these stepping things. Stepping
1: over the line, you're uh, yeah. enforcing the government arm and you're, you're taking over our rights. And they kind of yeah. use that mantra that has been so classically conservative.
0: Yeah, and if you could imagine the flip case scenario if if there was a liberal governor in Florida and Disney was promoting traditional marriage as, mm-hmm. as what it should be, as like the norm. Um, you could see how maybe a liberal governor would would try to take that status away from them for not supporting human rights. And that would be the talking point. And you wouldn't see this sort of, oh, this is Russia and China, this is what tyrants do. It would be like, this is a crusade for human rights. Mm-hmm. And But because we aren't on the left, w- the the right isn't afforded the same, um, the same slack in these instances.
1: Mm-hmm. And let's throw out another one. Uh, shining governor takes away special taxing district uh, law codes uh, Fifty-year-old law codes from multi-billion corporation. Oh wait, no, it's Disney because mm. wh- mm-hmm. wh- why does Disney need a, uh, a special district allowing the company to act uh, with uh, decreased uh, taxes mm. when they are multi-billion-dollar company?
0: Yeah. Do you think it's just for economic development purposes, perhaps? And like, so, so sure that was the like purpose, the justification, in
1: the, in when it first passed in 1967, mm-hmm. to uh, allow them to build yeah. uh, on upon 25,000 acres.
0: Yeah. Well, and good for. DeSantis for for saying if you're gonna you have this exemption if you're going to abuse your position and try to indoctrinate children and um, push this radical anti-truth agenda you shouldn't be afforded those same privileges anymore Mm -hmm. like if you if you want if you want the privileges then at least be neutral Mm -hmm. you don't have to promulgate this radical agenda
1: yeah and even like without it if uh, Governor DeSantis came back and just was like, okay, I'm going to reform this mm-hmm. old bill that I, uh, why does Disney need this tax exempt? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I feel like it would be a, a still a conservative uh, win mm-hmm. and, and a cultural win for moving towards, okay, government, get away from these private uh, corporations and we don't want you in here. Mm-hmm. Um But now we have purpose, like you said. And okay, no, now you're definitely not going to be deserving of this tax exempt.
0: What's also interesting is you're seeing, I think, a shift in the political climate in the sense before Republicans were also always associated with like business and corporations and you think like crony capitalism, that's like the negative side of what Republicans were associated with. Mm -hmm. But now I think there's like a realignment of maybe more populism versus elitism um, and that's more of the defining feature, not even between the parties, but just as like a as a spectrum of what defines where people are at. Um, and so I think it's that's kind of an instance where you're seeing it now is. The, the conservative the republican is not on the side of disney the private company be just just to further jobs we're actually taking a cultural stance instead of just reducing conservatism to low taxes more jobs etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: yeah i think that's spot on like a uh, home run out of the park kind of words of, uh, <laughs> of of what uh the conservative movement has turned into and then mm-hmm. also kind of what we see and uh, rising uh, conservatives, it, whether it's Liberty Mail or, mm-hmm. or any across the country is like, okay, we want to fight about on these con- uh, cultural movements or these mm-hmm. cultural problems. Yeah. We wanna get away from the old uh, Republican, Republican party being associated with uh, large private ownership. Mm-hmm. And so we really want to move towards, okay, yeah, we're going to work on uh, schools. We're going to work on what's being uh, taught to your children. We're going to be working on uh, culture issues. And this is kind of a huge win for yeah. us. Yeah,
0: and it's clearly a winning issue. All these all these culture points, critical mm-hmm. race theory and transgenderism. And, um, I mean, this is kind of an outgrowth of that, uh, the, the swimming issue, all of that. Are culture issues at Mm. its root. And those are the issues that are bringing people to the polls. And it's a a uh, return to common sense is what we've said before is it's not really conservative liberal, but just radical and common sense Mm. on a lot of these issues. So I do think we're seeing like a realignment. And so that will be interesting going into 2022, 2024 Mm. um, what happens based off that. I think you're going to see a lot of conservative candidates taking these issues and making them the, the pedestal of their campaign, really.
1: Yeah, to further that, it's almost that, okay, you have these two platforms. You either have, okay, the left platform and the right platform, and which one is going to reflect my reality more? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, it seems that in the past eight years that the conservative platform is more of a moderate platform for most Americans yeah. when they see on uh, social media or any coming out of even Disney mm-hmm. a really far left uh, platform. And they're like, that does not reflect any of my personal values. Mm-hmm. It does not reflect how I want to raise my children. And so, wow, what is what is more moderate? Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the conservative culture is taking that win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but I do think with all these issues, the left is overplaying their hand. They thought mm-hmm. they had the power and thought they had the backing, but now that they've gotten so radical on some of these issues, people are like, "Oh, uh, I didn't sign up for that. I'm not sure. I, I might have been like a, a classic uh, older Democrat or liberal, maybe like a Clinton type, but I'm not on board with this <laughs> AOC or Squad type of mm-hmm. policy um, that we're seeing kind of take over the the left wing."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. And I mean, hopefully you still see that coming from some Democrats. And there are a lot of moderate Democrats who are even pushing back or not voting Mm -hmm. uh, with this kind of progressive caucus within the Democratic Party.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting to see. Um, Anything else you have on that? Or should we skip to the third one? I'm
1: excited for the third one.
0: Yeah, third one, I feel like we have a lot to say. I'm sure most of you have also heard this by now. um, But Elon Musk recently has been very much in the news for, um, first of all, offering to buy Twitter. He offered $43 billion um, to promote this as like a more free speech platform mm. um, because a lot of the, the criticisms of Twitter, um, as I'm sure everyone's familiar, is that they were censoring conservatives unfairly and these speech codes that they were enforcing were not being enforced um, fairly across the board. Um, and instead, we're just targeting political opposition, basically. Um, and so I think it's interesting because he did it in a way that at least from what my understanding is because Twitter is a public company, they are obligated to act in the best interest of their stakeholders or their shareholders. Mm. Um, and so because he offered 43 billion, which was above market value, they were obligated to take it or they can open themselves up to action like a lawsuit Mm. um, because they weren't acting in the interest of their stakeholders or shareholders. Um, so I think that's interesting. He, he was really doing it so they would be backed into a corner and they still said no, mm-hmm. um, which I think goes to show that it's more important for them to be able to keep that political arm of enforcement of speech than to uh, than to make money.
1: Mm-hmm. And how smart of Musk to do that? He understood that uh, going back to a couple of weeks ago when he puts out polling uh, on mm-hmm. Twitter, just that, okay, it, it was like 92% of the following yeah. of a couple million people want this platform to be uh, less... Uh, censored and more of a, a freedom or a freedom of speech uh, platform, yeah. and musk even writes into a letter to the chairman of Twitter. he said I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe. Mm-hmm. He said I believe that free speech is a styled imperative for a functioning functioning democracy yeah and it reflects what the uh, either the stakeholders are are wanting and what they believe in also for mm-hmm. this platform, and then also what the general sense of uh, Americans kind of want yeah. for uh, when when a uh, social media platform is kind of the town square for Mm. free speech uh, as so many times we've said here then it really turned into that yeah it cannot be censoring any kind of narratives
0: yeah well and obviously whenever he's promoting this free speech platform I don't believe he's saying free speech absolutism we Mm. have no rules you can post obscene things and blah 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 I'm sure there's still restrictions on speech just like there is in every culture taboos and things that you just don't say Mm. in um, in public but I think you'd see a more neutral position being taken by Twitter, just kind of taking down not as much um like take conservatives down ob- ob- or liberals yeah
1: take it down uh call to actions mm-hmm. threats violences but not maybe
0: as co- much content-based discrimination mm-hmm. as we've seen from twitter
1: disinformation the, the yeah the era of disinformation kind of wants to get put into a shoebox exactly right
0: now. everything's dis- disinformation or misinformation or um conspiracy anything of that sort mm-hmm. so you probably see less if if musk was in charge less of those um what are those called the
1: uh i think they're moderators
0: yeah or, like, little stamps on the bottom that it's like, oh, you should consider reading this before you see before. it on Instagram all yeah. the time, like,
1: warning. Uh, yeah, th- I forget this what it's may called, but be partially incorrect.
0: Exactly. Fact checks, basically, mm-hmm. um, but from a very biased point of view um another thing that elon musk recently said so netflix just lost i believe two hundred thousand subscribers in the first quarter and they're expecting more. two million more in the second quarter which is <laughs> a lot of people um, and so the company's shares dropped 20 percent and so he ascribed this to the woke mind <laughs> virus makes netflix unwatchable um, and i think it's interesting that he even like used the rhetoric the rhetoric Whoa. of being woke um, addressing wokeness as in within the negative connotation um and I think because I don't think he's considered really as much like a conservative um culturally maybe like I've never seen him really stand for like pro-life or like any of these bigger cultural points for Mm. conservatives but I do really think this is a huge win because he's um for conservatism because he's making mainstream free speech anti-wokeness and really just leadership and using the power that you have, um, to combat these issues. So I think that's, that's the win is that he's making this even for moderates where he has maybe more clout Mm -hmm. than like a Ted Cruz would someone who's associated strictly with the right. Um, he has the opportunity to bridge the gap and Mm -hmm. really represent the common sense ground.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He has that ability to pull in millions of either moderates or Democrats Mm -hmm. into, uh, not Not even a conservative uh, kind of uh, like into the conservatism Mm -hmm. movement, but they can. But he has the power to pull him into okay that this what he is saying aligns with conservative Mm -hmm. thoughts. So if we can just bridge that gap,
0: it's like a new coalition, really. mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely, and again, he's not ever. I've watched him either it's uh, interviews with Joe Rogan or interviews on a number of other podcasts Mm -hmm. or on YouTube. He's very uh, open-minded, but then he he never really. Is like yes, I'm a ho- he doesn't like the label of I am a conservative mm-hmm. or I'm a, uh, a liberal progressive, but he makes his uh, opinions in his mind known, mm-hmm. which it's so um, it's unordinary for yeah. any kind of uh, Hollywood or mainstream mm-hmm. kind of famous individual in America right now.
0: Yeah,
1: and like we said, he's pulling in kind of legitimately millions of uh, either moderates or mm-hmm. anyone who has a. Uh, open mind right now and is against this kind of uh, wokeism that's happening in Mm -hmm. culture right now. I
0: think almost anyone who's not on the hard left and the radicals are at least looking at this and being like, okay, well maybe, maybe he does have something to say and maybe there's some, some ground to that and some, um, some reason for what he's doing and what he's saying. And I think they'd be a lot more open to it knowing that it's not strictly a, a right-wing conspiracy. I think he really does give um, credibility To the side, even though I mean, we shouldn't need someone to do that because if if what we believe is right, you know, shouldn't matter either way. But this is really beneficial to have someone in the middle.
1: Yeah, it's beneficial either way, and it it doesn't make uh, doesn't make the validity of kind of the conservative argument any lesser or Mm -hmm. or anything. If only it adds to it. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about Netflix specifically for this example, it's okay. Netflix has been coming out with. Not even a progressive agenda or anything, but they definitely push um, leftist-leaning. Uh,
0: yeah, they had cuties a few years ago, which was some weird. Yeah, um, the the
1: film or or the uh, documentaries are definitely I, yeah. centered around uh, the social justice mm-hmm. uh, aspect of the culture. And I, s-
0: I think I saw one that was about a man giving birth. It was like a picture of this guy who was pregnant guy who was pregnant. Yeah. I don't, I didn't look into it too much. I should have mm-hmm. honestly looked at, at it more, but you immediately, you could tell from the picture and the name that this was a progressive social justice, yeah. um, radical thing that they're trying to push. And kids watch Netflix. And I mean, it's mm-hmm. who wants to watch that in the first place? Why are we making that so mainstream? And I think the reaction you're seeing from, from the market really is people don't want that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So My point was that is that, okay, you have all these kind of uh, films or or genres being pushed into Mm -hmm. what is being watched. And then uh, when you have something like that is controversy like a a Dave Chappelle skit or something that Netflix uh, goes on strike or workers go on Mm -hmm. strike. But then you have all these other narratives that conservatives or uh, viewers or any subscribers Mm -hmm. look at and they're like, "Mm, I don't like that. They just scroll by. Yeah, Because they understand. They're like, okay, that's what other people want to watch, but not me.
0: Well, that's why the left is good at exercising that political power because Mm -hmm. whenever they have something they disagree with and they feel strongly about it, they make it known. They do what they can to push back, so whether that's boycotting or causing a scene, Mm -hmm. um, the right needs to start doing that more. And that's what you're seeing, I think, from some of our other wins is this exercising of political power. Um, Governor Ron DeSantis doing that in Florida. And we just need that all across the board because the progressives are going to win if we just sit back and let and let them win well we have these this principled loser mentality where you know we're we're just gonna free speech or like freedom to do what you want like as long as you don't get in my way i won't get in yours Mm. and it's it's this mentality that that's why we continuously lose our ground as conservatives because we aren't willing to put up a fight for the small things Mm. and that's what i think is changing that's a huge win um just kind of in our mindset of conservatism.
1: Absolutely. And I wanted to look at, okay, so they have their uh, cancellations soared by 800%, right? And so the public statements coming out of Netflix is that, oh, these are because of the, uh, the war in Ukraine right now. This is uh, pub- stress of, of uh, oil uh, across mm. the uh, um, world. It's probably Putin's fault. And so, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Putin's Netflix. And so any-
1: <laughs> anything to push this away, but we under- but so. Th- that viewpoint probably that does uh is responsible for however x percent mm-hmm. but to to say that okay yeah that's that is why yeah the, that is, i feel like there's such a level of uh, naive and arrogance in i think
0: arrogance oh, coming from netflix yeah yes
1: but for for viewers or anyone to be like oh yeah that's definitely why like oh, take yourself back a minute yeah that can result for any percentage but definitely we see this cultural movement and this argument has validity that, Mm -hmm. okay, if we did numbers, it's going to be a good number or a good percentage that falls in. Yeah. You canceled because Netflix is pushing this progressive uh, cultural film on me. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe Netflix,
0: maybe consider it's because you're, telling people that men can have babies and you're making a whole show or movie about that documentary, whatever it is. And that's
1: prepubescent girls in uh, sexual provocative situations.
0: Yeah. I I just think people don't want to see that. And so they're like, well, I'll just stream somewhere else. I'll do Amazon prime or I'll do, um, HBO max or whatever it is. They'll (laughs) get (laughs) cable. CNN or Fox (laughs) news or whatever it is. Um, because honestly, there's just much better you can do with your time. Read a book. (laughs) <laughs> listen to our podcast <laughs> um anything better than going on netflix and hit netflix the bell. yeah <laughs> right below Aaron. hit the bell subscribe show your friends um then watching a progressive mm-hmm. radical gross documentary
1: and it's crazy to think about it. netflix has been in our lives and the dominant uh <laughs> streaming service, streaming yeah. service of our it whole made entire popular
0: streaming services
1: absolutely and so to see them kind of we see them taking the natural flow of uh, the economy and, and how I don't know why I'm but um, culture, mine is going away from this word, anyways. But they're <laughs> they're losing their power, is the point. I can, yeah, Monopoly. Monopoly. They-
0: yeah, I got so it. <laughs> the, <laughs> I know. the
1: economy is taking its natural course on monopolies. That uh, and this is the conservative understanding of economics is that monopolies don't stay forever and the Okay, maybe sometimes we need the government to intervene through uh, historical uh, precedent, but...
0: Yeah, maybe majority with big tech is like a, a mm-hmm. whole nother beast. Yeah, but, but
1: majority of the time, uh, the market will take care of these problems, yeah. just reflecting what uh, wants and interests are.
0: Yeah, what's kind of interesting, though, about that is what you would expect with the Twitter situation is with with the free market, you know, like Elon Musk offered $43 mm-hmm. billion, which is above market value. You think if, if the free market or... Not if the free market works, but if people are acting in the interest of of getting money, they would have taken that offer because it was the best interest of their shareholders. Um, But in that instance, it was more important for them to have the political power to exercise. So Mm. um, just kind of making that parallel, but interesting to see. Yeah,
1: it is really interesting and uh, weird how, okay now Netflix is uh, staying true or holding kind of true to what is uh, precedent in the economics uh, mm-hmm. of monopolies. But that now, now, like you said, when political power comes into play, how does that affect yeah. uh, what the it's government a different does or how the act. government steps in?
0: Yeah, whatever they view is more important. So, yeah, well, anything else you have to say on this? Great no, job, Elon Musk, for all your um, making conservatism mainstream. I'm sure we'll
1: talk about this again someday.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you check out the rest of our videos on YouTube, our podcast, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find it there. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell somewhere down there. Um,
1: subscribe to us, not Netflix.
0: Oh, did I say Netflix? No,
1: no. no oh. I'm saying subscribe to <laughs> oh. us, not Netflix.
0: Yeah, exactly. Put, put, your, put your support behind us <laughs> instead of these woke corporations. Um, yeah, so we'll see you here again next week for another episode of Liberty Mail. For more information on this podcast or other programs, please visit faithandfreedom.com.